Hello, everybody. We are Ken and Lisa Henderson. We'd like to welcome you to the Faith Works Podcast, and thank you for tuning in. We are going to be looking into the lives of ordinary people, and we'll be examining how faith in God is working in their lives and how it will work in yours. We are very excited to bring you testimonies, release prophetic words, and examine Scripture, which will cause your faith in Jesus Christ to grow. Thanks again for joining our conversation. Welcome to the Faith Works Podcast. Welcome back to our podcast. We want to take the time to thank you for listening in. And just to let you know that we're going to be continuing our interview with Chris Overstreet today. Thank you for listening. We're excited today to have a prophet, evangelist, and author. Chris Overstreet is with us today. Chris is the founder of Compassion to Action and has served on staff at the Bethel Church in Redding, California for 15 years, training and equipping thousands of BSSM students in power evangelism. Chris has a vision to help the evangelists across America and rally the body of Christ around the cross to reach cities all across America. Chris is married to his wife, Stephanie, and has a daughter named Brielle Shalom. Hey, Chris, welcome to the podcast. So you've got a course going on right now, an online course called Revealing Jesus, Essentials yeah. Bearing Your Faith. Do yeah. you want to unpack a little bit of that for us? Yeah, well, that course starts tomorrow. We're really excited about it. We've got people all over the place. Uh, I think we've got seven countries and and 17 states involved. And and the whole course is really about the title, Revealing Jesus to People. And so we we really believe that there are a lot of people all around the world that are believers that have this inner longing in their heart to reveal Jesus to people. They just need to get equipped. They just need more equipping training so we're going to help them uh, understand what is the biblical foundation for evangelism and discipleship we're going to help them understand uh, what is the gospel what is good news and uh, and then how does it relate to today we're going to help them understand what is their jesus story how to discover their jesus story because everyone has it and then how to articulate it how to communicate it in three minutes or less to people and then we're going to help them understand how they can discuss step into their own ministry. You know, there's many different styles and approaches of evangelism. So we've we've broken it down to many different layers and uh, to help people understand that it's not just looking like street evangelism. You know, there's many different styles and approaches. The, the, the idea is we've got to utilize our faith to represent Jesus really well and to get out there and really make a difference. So we're really excited about the course. It's starting uh, tomorrow night and it's really going to impact a lot of people. So how would somebody contact you, go through the course, or... Today's the last day signing up at 12 o'clock. Um, after the recordings, uh, we're going to make it available for individuals. So if you're watching this right now and uh, it's in the middle of May, uh, don't worry. We're going to get the recordings available for you. We've got Robbie Dawkins on it, and we've got Marilyn Hickey and myself. We have 11 leaders set in place that's going to be able to do group interaction. And what was your website again? Yeah, it's CompassionToAction.com. Now, I noticed on there that you talk about power evangelism. What does that look like? Uh, Power evangelism has to do with the person of the Holy Spirit. 
And um, he is the greatest evangelist. We always point people to the Holy Spirit. He's the greatest evangelist. And according to what we see in the word of God, that the Holy Spirit gives us power. He fills us with power. And so when we talk about power evangelism, we talk about the power of the Holy Spirit at work through the ordinary believers that rely on the Holy Spirit to reveal Jesus and acts of power. Now, that could be through a healing. That could be through deliverance that could be through the word of knowledge that could be through prophecy but some sort of manifestation of the holy spirit to point people to jesus to ultimately ultimately bring conviction of sin and repentance so that they follow jesus christ that's good now i know our, our listeners um love because we, we share a lot of testimonies about what you just said ordinary people you being used by god to do some extraordinary exploits through the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you have some testimonies of, about some things like that that you've seen God using you or some people on your team? Yeah, we, just right before COVID uh, took place and there was a shutdown, we had a, um, a training. We call it Flood Portland. And we're wanting to roll these floods out all across the United States so every city could do something like this. But what we did is we had a worship time and an intercessory time and then a training time for those that would go out into the, the highways and the byways. So while our team was out ministering to people on the street, we had our worshipers and our intercessors praying and interceding. And so one of our intercessors, he was a young guy, he's around 24 years old, he got the name Divine. So he felt like it wasn't just a divine appointment, but it was actually a person, divine. So he begins to pray and intercede, divine, 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 divine. And while this is happening, while the intercessors are praying, we have a platform that we use uh, just to text in pictures and videos on the screen. So it's they're seeing live encounters take place. So the intercessors and the worshipers are seeing all the power encounters, people are getting saved, you know, healings, you know, different things like that, that is happening. And so I tell the, the guys that I've got, I've got a, a young man, he's 18 years old. And then I've got a, a, a gentleman that just got clean from drugs and alcohol four days ago. And he's with me in my group. So we just leave four young guys to the Lord um, at, at the mall. They just get radically saved. One of the young guys, he had like a word of knowledge, uh, which opened up the conversation and uh, which really sparked interest. So we call that power evangelism, relying on the Holy Spirit. And then from there, they all get saved. And uh, and then from there, we go to we go to a grocery store. One of them feels like, so I asked him, hey guys, what do you guys feel like the Lord is saying? Where should we go? And they said, I feel like we should go to this grocery store. And so we go to the grocery store. And as we're going to the grocery store, I said, hey guys, let's do something crazy tonight and the young guy you know he's 18 years old he's like yeah we've heard stories of crazy things here i am let's do it <laughs> and then the guy that's you know he's you know four days clean and he's like okay yeah let's go and uh, and i look over and i said let's go buy groceries for this woman and her son son was around 17 years old so like, yeah, let's do it. So we go up there. We, we say, excuse me, um, we'd like to be able to help you pay for your groceries right now. All of a sudden, as we said that, the Spirit of God falls on her. <laughs> the anointing of God falls upon her. She starts weeping and crying. She's weeping and crying. She says, oh, my gosh, this has never happened to me before. This has never happened to me before. And she's weeping and crying. And this is what she said. She says, I'm from Africa. I've been in the States for just a few years. She says, I was a pastor in Africa. 
And I've walked away from God because if it's been so tough the last four years. And I said, God, I don't want to serve you anymore because it's been so tough. And this one's from Africa. She says, it's been so tough. I don't want to serve you anymore. And then the spirit of God falls on her as we pray, as we pray for her. She says, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I cannot move. I cannot move. I cannot move. And the spirit of God is on her. She's trembling under the power of God in the grocery store. She says, oh my gosh, I cannot move. I cannot move. I cannot move. And God is just Boom! She's weeping and crying. And then the spirit of repentance comes upon her. She's weeping and crying and repenting and saying, Jesus, I'm so sorry. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. I'm going to serve you again. Forgive me. I'm going to serve you again. Well, her son is shocked. And so we get their groceries. We pay for their groceries. And then we, then we, and we say, we want to get you gas as well. And so um, the gas station is right around the corner. We get gas. And then they come to the service. They come to the service because we're doing debrief now, testimony. They, she comes and she begins to share what Jesus did. And as she's sharing, boom, the fire of God falls on her. And she falls down on the ground. Now she's getting delivered. I mean, the Spirit of God is on her. She's getting delivered now. I mean, it's, it's just amazing. Guess what her name was? Divine. Her name was wow. divine. Her name was divine. And the young man that was 24, 25 years old, he was overwhelmed because he was hearing God's voice. And he said, guys, God gave me the name divine tonight in prayer. And I was interceding for divine. Lord, touch divine. God, touch divine. Lord, touch divine. And he's weeping and he's praying and he's for divine that God would touch divine. And, and sure enough, divine was right there. The place explodes. I mean, the place just explodes. And then... Her son gets born again as well. I mean, and we just all, we credit that to power evangelism, the Holy Spirit moving and touching someone's life and, and bringing about a conviction of sin and repentance to Jesus. And just the power of God just showed up in such a profound and powerful way. Well, I don't know if our listeners can feel it, but I feel the power of the Holy Ghost on me right now. That is so incredible. That is so, so powerful. So what, what would you encourage people to step out? What would you say to them to get them to, to step into that kind of boldness and trust that they're hearing from God? First of all, know that you have been seen by God. So many people have a spirit of rejection over them and don't understand their value. I would discover your value in Christ. Know that you have been seen by God. Number two, that you have been called by God. And number three, because you've been called by God, you have been sent by God. So those three things, you've been seen, you've been called, and you've been sent. Those three things are essential for individuals stepping out and sharing the gospel. You've been seen, you've been called, and you've been sent. And so the sending, the commissioning, we see is very clear in the Great Commission. And I always tell people the Great Commission has never been the great suggestion. Still relevant for today. It still applies for today. God wants to use every believer. But this is what I would say to someone that right now, even as you're hearing me, you're being stirred. Take one step. Don't run a mile. Don't run a marathon. Take one step. And be faithful with one step. And then take another step. And then take another step. And then take another step. Don't compare yourself to anyone. If you do that, that can be very discouraging for you. Just keep your eyes on Jesus. Be inspired by people, but don't compare yourself to other individuals. 
your style is going to look different. We can learn and grow from each other. But I would say get comfortable in your own skin and begin to take steps every single day. Alisa, I'm saying this based on the reality at one time in my life, I was afraid to wear a Christian t-shirt. So a, a lot of people assume like, oh, Chris has always been bold. No, Chris Overstreet has not always been bold. Chris Overstreet was a coward. Chris Overstreet was an insecure young individual. Chris Overstreet, if you looked at me when I was in elementary school, I was one of the most insecure individuals that you'd ever see that would walk down with his head down and, and not look at people and not have eye contact because I was so insecure. But when Jesus began to speak to me, he told me that he wanted me to put a Christian t-shirt on. I said, I don't want to. He said, follow me. He said, put a Christian t-shirt on. I said, I don't want to. He said, obey me. I said, I don't want to. He said, do you love me? I said, yes, I love you. He said, put a Christian t-shirt on. I said, I don't want to. He said, I'm calling you. And, uh, and, and so finally I said, okay, fine. I'll put a Christian t-shirt on. And I was so afraid of what people thought about me. I had the fear of man. It plagued me. It controlled me. I was a little puppet. And I did not know that that was a spirit trying to control my life. So if you're dealing with the spirit of fear right now, I want to pray for you uh, for deliverance. I want to pray that you can step into simple obedience wherever God's asking you to do. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I come against every spirit, every spirit of fear that's been plaguing them right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Right now, Lord, we bind that spirit, Lord, that's been affected them and God we pray right now for simple obedience in Jesus name let them step into what you're calling them to do it's going to look different for every individual but Lord I pray for courage in Jesus name so I put a Christian t-shirt on guys I went into Walmart and the very thing that I was afraid of happened you know what I was afraid of I was afraid of someone asking me about my (laughs) t-shirt Sure enough, I'm not there for five minutes. And someone's asking me about my T-shirt from my old high school and says, wow, nice shirt. And I knew that I had a choice. Like, I could either say, you know, it's just a T-shirt or I love Jesus with all my heart. And that's what I said. I said, I'm changed. I love Jesus with all my heart. I'm following him. And they looked at me and they said, oh, good for you. And they left. And I didn't witness to him really much. I mean, I just said, I love Jesus with all my heart. He's changed me. That was it. And uh, he was like, oh, good for you. And he left. And you know what happened to me? I felt like I raised the dead. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> I was like, man, I just raised, I feel like I raised the dead. All I did was wear a put, a, put a Christian t-shirt on. Man, I wore that Christian t-shirt for months. Man, it became holy. It was my holy Christian t-shirt. Man, I had holes in my armpits, man. And it was awesome. I started, I wore that thing so much. And then God said to me, now don't, now don't rely on the Christian t-shirt. He said, now just go up to talk to someone and tell them I love them. I said, I can't. He said, you can. I said, I can't. He said, you can't. I said, I can't. And I said, he said, you can. And then finally I surrendered and I, and I just started talking to people. And, um, but it's, it's been a gradual thing. So I want people to understand that this, you know, it wasn't overnight for me. Right. right. No, it's definitely progression. But a lot of people see someone of your caliber and, and with your faith and, and the gifts you have, and they think you just started out, you know, prophesying and, and getting words of knowledge and, and releasing them. Actually, what you guys are talking about, faith works. You know, it's been taking one faith step at a time. That's it. It's one step at a time. Like, okay, God, do you want me to do this? I don't feel, I don't feel anointed. I don't feel appointed. 
I ain't got no feelings on me, but I got a word inside of me. Right. And other times I do have a feeling. I could feel God all around me. It's like, oh, you're about ready to do something. Other times I don't feel anything. So you have a, do you want to share something that really, is there a story that really impacted you? Maybe that there was no feeling, but God did something amazing to show you it's really fate. About eight months ago, God began to put it in my heart to walk around neighborhoods in the new area that I'm in and to find out what are the, the worst neighborhoods. So I've reached my own neighborhood, you know, middle-class neighborhood. You know, with my daughter, we walked around the streets, you know, knocking on doors and stuff. But I felt that, oh, oh I need to go reach this neighborhood and uh, less, a less fortunate neighborhood. I didn't have like this overwhelming faith. I just knew that I was supposed to do something. And so I just started knocking on doors uh, hi, my name is Chris. Is there anything that I can pray for you about? No, no, thank you. Hi, my name is Chris. Is there anything I could be praying for you about? No, no, thank you. Hi, my name is Chris. I'm just in the neighborhood. Can I? Is there anything I could pray for you about? No, no, thank you. Hi, my name is Chris. Uh, is there anything I could pray for you about? Uh, get the blankety blank f out of here. Uh, um, hi, my name is Chris. Uh, it, it, you know, I'm just here, and I feel like I'm just supposed to pray for you. Can I pray for you? Oh, that's really nice. Thank you so much. It's nice that you would do that. Thank you so very much. Yeah, you could pray. Pray. Hi, my name is Chris. And so I, I knocked on like 30 doors this one day. And one of the last doors I knocked on was a gentleman's door named Mike. Knocked on his door, didn't want to hear anything that I had to say about Jesus. But this is what he said to me. He says, I'm inspired that you had the courage to knock on my door. It's like, are you telling me you're out here just knocking on people's doors, telling them about Jesus? I said, that's what I'm doing. He said, you're just offering to pray for people. I said, yes, sir, that's what I'm doing. He says, I, I'm not, I don't really need any prayer, but I, I'm, I'm inspired that you got courage to do that. I said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to be back next week, and um, I'll, I'll be coming to say hi to you next week. And so I, I came back the next week, and God told me to give away all my birthday money to him. And uh, so I came back the next week, and, um, and as soon as he told me that, I, I, when it comes to like finances, when God says, give something away, I know I have to be quick or I could be talked out of it. You know, it's like, you know, it says quick obedience and the best obedience. That's what I tell my little girl all the time. You know, just act fast, you know, especially when it comes to money. It's like, ah, oh, is it really God? And then you forget about it. And you're like, oh my gosh, I was supposed to give that away. And so God, God said, give away all your birthday money to Mike. So I come up to him and second week and I say, Hey Mike, uh, good to see you again. Hey, I was supposed to give this to you. I can't stay long, but I want to give this to you. And, um, and he looked at me and he says, Oh wow, man, no one's ever given me anything like this before. Thank you so much. He says, I can't take it. I said, no, you've got to, I, I gotta go. You gotta take it. I'll, I'll be back again. And so I go back the third week and Mike says, man, that really impacted me. You had no idea how that impacted my life. And I said, well, hey, uh, you know, I speak at churches all in the area. You know, almost every Sunday I'm speaking somewhere at a church. Why don't you come and listen to me speak on the Sunday? And he says, all right, I'll pay my good diligence, you know. And he's, he's trying to be nice. And, and so he comes and listens to me speak. I speak about, I speak about radical discipleship. And um, what does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus Christ? Not incorporate Christ, but a disciple just power repentance what does it mean to repent and be a disciple of jesus christ well out of everyone there when i give a call for people to surrender mike's the only one that comes forward and he is weeping and crying i mean the spirit of repentance is on him now this is what i was waiting for i knew that i could have just talked mike in that third week hey mike pray a prayer with me right now jesus loves you so much right. but there wasn't repentance 
I'm looking for repentance because I know repentance is what brings about change, yes. not lip service. And so I want, I want repentance. That's what Jesus looks for is repentance, not lip service. And not John incorporating Jesus and, in, oh, I hope I have a good life now, um, but a repentance. So Mike comes forward, he's repenting of his sins. And I talked about baptism that, that day as well. And he says, I want to be baptized today. I said, there's no baptism tank here. And he says, I can't, I can't wait. I don't want the devil to talk me out of this. I need to be baptized today. And I said, well, I've got a friend that's got a hot tub. How about we go over there and we'll baptize you in his hot tub? And he says, deal. And so we go over there. And so I explain to him what it means to be baptized. And, and I share with them, which, which, by the way, this is a free resource. You can go on our website, Compassion Action. It's our Jesus Disciple pamphlet that we teach all of our new believers. And we just had an online Zoom course for a bunch of new believers recently. Just ended last Wednesday. And we take them through this course. It's called the Jesus Disciple. We just teach them the basics of what does it mean right after you get saved, things that you apply to your life? So I'm teaching uh, Mike about water baptism. So my friend Hamilton shared with me about uh, water baptism a while back, and I just I just utilized what Hamilton shared with me, and I wrote up some stuff. And the first one I taught him is the blessing of obedience. There's peace in your heart when you choose to obey God. And the second blessing is the blessing of placing your life under the authority of Jesus Christ and his lordship. The third blessing is blessing of understanding the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the fourth blessing is a blessing of a clean conscience and a pure heart. And the fifth blessing is a blessing of having your past identity that was found in sin removed and replaced with a new life in Christ Jesus. So I'm teaching Mike all this stuff about baptism. He says, I'm ready. So he's baptized, bam, comes up and he says, okay, what do I do now? And he says, I got, I've got a girlfriend that I've been with for 14 years and we got three kids and we're not married. We got three kids. What do I do? I said, this is what you do. Every morning, I want you up reading your Bible. I want you, to start the, I want you to start in the book of Luke. You must obey. Don't delay, just obey. And so I want you to go through the book of Luke. I want you to be getting up early and seeking Jesus, reading your Bible. And whatever Jesus tells you to do, you have to obey him. That's the rules. You've got to obey him, all right? He says, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> so get up, read your Bible, obey him. Let's keep it simple. Get up, read your Bible, obey him. Whatever he tells you to do, that's what you got to do. So he's up, and, and you know, his daughter sees him in three, his daughter's 12 years old. His daughter sees how he's changed in three weeks. She, she comes to him and says, I want to start reading the Bible too. She says, Dad, you're changed. I want to start reading the Bible too. So she reads the book of Luke. Mike never told her to read the book of Luke. She goes to the book of Luke and then she says, dad, I want to get baptized too. Now, Mike says, now I know you want to follow in daddy's footsteps a lot, but being baptized is a very serious thing. Okay. It's a very serious thing to be baptized in water. So what I need you to do is I need you to write out a report of what you learned in the book of Luke and what does it mean to be baptized. And so she writes out a 12-page report of what she learned from the book of Luke and what it means to be water baptized. And so she gets baptized, and Mike has the honor and privilege to baptize her along with another pastor. And so he does his first baptism, and it's his daughter. And, um, and so he comes to me a couple weeks later, and he says, hey, Chris, I got to talk to you. It's after the service. So we're out to eat, and he says, hey, I haven't had sex with my girlfriend since I got saved. The Holy Spirit won't let me. Wow. We were talking the other night, and um, we want to get married. Will you do the wedding? I said, I'd love to. And so we get them a church building donated, and the two of them get married. And this guy's life, he's only been saved for eight months. His life has been changed and just transformed. So I'm really proud of the guy. He's only been saved for eight months, and God's doing, doing a lot of great things in his life. 
So, Chris, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you and maybe financially support you, how would they go about that? Yeah, one of the best ways you can do it is just go on our website, CompassionToAction.com. And if you want to become a monthly partner, um, there are ways to do that on the website. Um, our partnership, it's all about three things. You know, when you partner with us, you're helping partner to reach the loss, make disciples, and put compassion into action. And so go to our website, CompassionToAction.com, and we'd love to partner with you. Your prayers are essential. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. You've been listening to Ken and Lisa Henderson on the Faith Works podcast, along with Chris Overstreet. We ask that you would join us later to hear the conclusion of the podcast with Chris Overstreet and his interview. What a mighty man of God. And we really enjoyed being with you today. Thank you so much for listening and God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Faith Works Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to visit us at cornerstonegm.org for books, blogs, movies, and spiritual growth. You can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Lisa Henderson, and that's Lisa L-E-S-A, and at Ken Henderson, or you can follow our ministries at My Salt Life Church and at Cornerstone Global M. See you next week.